you know what, man? You know what, I'll bro? Just, you, huh? Let's just do this, bro. Let's just go. You know what, I'll Justin? Fuck what the intro. Think? This oh. is the new official intro of Fanning the Flames. What's up, guys? What's How up, we guys? Feeling? What's is up? Kevin Durant coming to the Suns? Are we good? See, this is why this is exactly why I literally like seven minutes ago asked you to do that because see, that was perfect. Because now I can say, I can at least still say welcome to this episode of Fan of the Flames, right? Okay, I did. I feel better. But I feel like you don't have to welcome them. They know they're here. They pushed play. Oh, that's true. Well, can I welcome, can I welcome not Paul to this episode of Fan of the Flames? Can I do that? <laughs> Unless he listens. Because, well, I mean, he'll listen, but he's not here. So... Actually, I feel like in the past like two months, Sam, you've been on more episodes of Fanning the Flames than Paul has. Do we do this... we have any reason to think that is not true? At least equal? Two. Totally equal. Two. Totally equal. And in case you haven't figured out, that is friend of the show, cousin-in-law, Sam Good in the house. Mr. Devin Booker is a B minus Clay Thompson himself. How many millions did he just get? About a quarter quarter billion. Once so many, figure out so what many the, what millions. What the new TV deal is going to be? Is it weird that Paul just texted us while while we're we're just talking about his lack of presence? Speaking of which, why is he texting us? And he can't be anyway. Hold on, let's let's step back a second because you just said something, Sam. TV deal doesn't have anything to do with books' current extension. This this extension it he will. just signed. It won't. It will because it's going to be all a of that set. Of the no, it doesn't change. The esca- the, the the increase is year by year based on the first year of the of the extension, just like any extension. So Booker won't feel the impact of that big TV deal until he signs his next extension. Right? No, I you, you, I'm just saying. Like, am I wrong? Or do you? I'm, do you think I'm wrong, Dan? Am I wrong? No, you're right. I feel like well, Dan might not just care, just just not care, because that seemed too easy. No, I just think I, I feel like Sam's talking about it's gonna affect it because I feel like well, right now Devin Booker are making 40 to 50 million dollars a year, you know, starting in 2024. Might seem like a really big number, but once the TV deal kicks in, it's gonna look like a fucking bargain. Or maybe he thought the I other thing. I don't, I don't think. I, I Sam, is that what you thought? Is that what you were thinking? I don't think so. I was, I was wrong, but Dan is right, and it is going to look like a bargain because oh, absolutely, it's supposed to be a certain what 35 percent of the cap is the most any player can make. But if the cap goes up a lot over the lifetime of that contract, then that really helps the Suns' opportunity to obviously retain him. He's not going anywhere, but continue to bring in superstars around him because if there's one thing we've learned over the last couple of off seasons, other superstars want to play with Devin Booker. Absolutely. And, and you know what? I'm happy that we started talking about book actually, because the last two episodes of Fanning the Flames have been very Kevin Durant centric. And even episodes before that were very much touching on him, not touching him, but touching on him. So Let's bring it home a little bit and, and talk about book in this extension. And I'll say one thing too, Sam. That's why we know how much it's actually worth is because it doesn't change moving forward, right? Just last point on that. We'll move on. But let's talk. I, I deserve that. I Sam just gave me the middle finger and I deserve it. I fully, fully admit that I deserve it. But dude, Devin Booker, I mean, <laughs> that guy, let's talk about loyalty, right? 
and we've talked about it on the pod before. Everyone knows about it, but dude, the, you can't talk about it enough. All the shit that he went through his first years in Phoenix and the fact that he stuck it out, he didn't go diva on us at any point say he wants out he didn't make any rumblings at all he signed his extension when he got that first extension he was fully committed at that time that guy wants to be the face of this franchise and that's that's why we always you know the kobe bryant uh, comparison always comes in but that's one reason why i think it absolutely should because i feel like devin booker is a dude that wants to spend his career in one place and he wants that place to be phoenix and he's doing a great job making that place phoenix because a He's absolutely loved by this city. And B, he's, like you guys alluded to already, becoming the guy that guys want to play with, that they go, I want to play with Devin Booker. And that's, and that's huge because what was Phoenix back in the day? You know, back when you guys were young tykes, seeing as you're both so much younger than me, it was a destination. And we've been trying to get back to the point where Phoenix is a destination again. When we hired James Jones Everyone knew it was because he was eventually going to become GM. And the idea, at least one would believe, was there's a dude with relationships, with cachet, who's going to be able to build us back into a destination. And what's happened since then? We've got CP who wants to be here. Who did, who did he want to come here for? Devin Booker. That light we got cat. KD. Say that again? That light-skinned cat, Devin Booker. There you and go. CP3's words. And we got KD. We've, we've known for a long time that KD fucking loves book, but for him to come out and be like, Phoenix is my, my, my top destination, really my only destination for all intents and purposes. Right. And then proceeds to turn his fucking phone off and said, you know what? I'll answer. I'll answer when it's done. Yeah. Saying, you know what? I, I don't even have to answer because I'm working out with book anyway. So He'll let me know when the deal's done. Exactly, dude. And I'm telling you, man, that 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 guy is going to this is going to be his city, right? If we if we start talking Mount Rushmore of Phoenix sports, let's just forget that Phoenicians, people that represent or people that are synonymous with Phoenix, with Arizona. I think Devin Booker is going to be that dude by the time all is said and done. You know, he's already there, dude. He's already there. To me, he's already. I won't the best. disagree. He's already the best son of all time. I think he's already there, right? King of Phoenix. Who's he going up against, right? Larry Fitzgerald. I'm sorry, Fitz. Not anymore. Fitz was great when he was. He was a great Cardinal. Went to the Super Bowl. Had them in prime position to win until the defense took a shit. Um, and then we don't want to talk about that call in the end zone. But anyway. Larry Fitzgerald, Randy Johnson, Randy, look, the thing, the biggest difference with Randy Johnson and Devin Booker, Randy Johnson was a fucking dick, dude. Like he was a miserable guy. He was awful. Ran into him at talking stick one time after he retired and he was still a dick. Devin Booker, no such thing. He takes, he signs autographs while holding a waffle cone with ice cream at like a random fucking ice cream place in the middle of New York, because that's just the type of guy he is, man. You know, he doesn't, he, he, he gets it. He gets it. He, he gets what it is to be in the city. And, you know, people will bring up Diana Taurasi. Look, uh, he's great, man, but let's, let's be real. Right. 
I'm not trying to undermine the WNBA, but it's the NBA, right? It's, it's, it has a bigger, it has a bigger footprint in our culture. That's what I was looking for. That's thank you. Try not to sound like a jackass and thank you for saving me. I feel like you did a fantastic job not sounding like a jackass. I appreciate that. I started getting a little worried. (laughs) It was a a nice save. I got one name that I'm going to throw out there, but I'll let Sam chime in on this before before I throw that name out there. Ooh, well, excited. Justin, you said like, you know, to represent the city, but I think inevitably you always think of athletes when you're representing a certain city. Like there's not many people outside of athletes. Like, you know, you picture any big city and maybe it's because we're sports fans, but you think of the big athletes there first. And yeah, you know, at the end of his next contract, he's going to be what? 13 years in the suns and only 31 years old when it ends. So it's like, like he has the opportunity to be a 16, 17, 18 year player on this team. And I believe it was in the last episode. It was you guys talking about it. Like the longest tenured son is only what 12, 13 years. So he'll pass that. And then some, and take the, and take the, the organization, you know, take us to the finals that early on in his career like no reason to think he can't do it at least another handful of times knock on wood so yeah no i i agree so and 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 you bring up a good point the whole associating a city with sports and maybe maybe it is because we're sports fans but the name that i'll throw out there and i think it'll be obvious why once i do is jerry clangelo i mean mm. has devin booker and, and i guess i'll, I'll maybe, maybe it it it's a matter of how it's framed because I can see the perspective of a, 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 a guy like Colangelo who obviously has done tons for, for the city and the state is going to impact or, or have, have less cachet. I'm keep using the word cachet today than, than a Devin Booker just because of exposure. Right. But in terms of, doing what he's done for this city accomplishments, things like that. Jerry Colangelo is obviously in my perspective, from my perspective on a different level, but again, same idea. I think Booker is going to get there at some point. Cause that guy's going to bring titles home. He should have already, but that's, that's mm, an old we, we don't really? need to open we, right we, now. <laughs> he already did. Thanks buddy. I had forgotten about that. I closed it right today. back up. I'm good. Nope. Um, yeah, dude, I'm, Hard pass on Jerry Colangelo being a name, and I love, love Jerry Colangelo. I don't want you guys to think that I don't just because of that. But Jerry Colangelo, he he was he brought the Suns, he brought the D-backs, brought baseball to 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 the Valley, he brought the Suns here, or he saved the Suns, I should say. No, he didn't bring them here, but um, he's huge, man. He's a godfather of uh, of Arizona sports, Phoenix sports, and that's great. I get that, but. How relatable is Jerry Colangelo to Fair Phoenix, right? You look at Devin Booker, man. Devin Booker, you know, I'm not just saying this because I'm 100% Mexican, but Devin Booker has a fucking fantastic relationship with the Latino community here in Arizona. All the way down to the way he dresses, to the way he talks about his, his, his culture and his heritage and, you know, where he came from, his grandfather, his mom all the way down to the old school cars that he drives. Like he relates, man. Everybody gets him. Like everybody sees him. He's like, God damn. I see Devin Booker. And I'm like, fuck, I got to get myself. Some, I got to get myself a pair of chucks. Right. 
because Devin Booker made him cool again, right? It, it, people, kids relate to that man. Kids, they they gravitate towards him because he's he's just. Dev, and I'll, I'll take it back to the first time I knew about Devin Booker was after two days after the draft. I was at a Diamondbacks game, and he was literally like like a kid just running around the concourse because he was a special guest of the night. He like threw out the first pitch and played one of the inning games where he like he had to catch some foul balls and like fans won like fucking ice cream or some shit. Um, but that's, I mean, that, that that's how I dif- differentiate the two. Yes. Jay Colangelo is great. He brought basically brought sports to the Valley. I mean, if you think about it that way, because he said the sons, the sons were going to be sold off and moved. I think, I don't exactly know. I, I could be completely wrong, uh, but it had something to do uh, with that some, somewhere around those lines. And like I said, he brought the, the only championship Arizona sports has, right, is the 2001 Diamondbacks. And granted, he paid for that for a long time and then, you know, was ousted from ownership. That, that was awkward. Um, you know, so, yeah, he's very important, but I'm still putting Devin Booker above him. Sorry, that was really long-winded. Oh, Sam, any thoughts? Yeah, or did that sum it up pretty well? Move, moving along. Well, and, and I'll, say, I'll, say, I'll say one more thing. Devin Booker, too. I mean, if you look at just in terms of longevity, career games played, by the time we're halfway through next season, on well, the very least – by the end of next season, I'm not going to do the math right now. He's going to be in the top 10 career games played for the Phoenix Suns. He's going to be how old? 26 by then? Mm. It's wild. Wild. I'm, 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 I'm ready for the ride. Can't wait to he's, just watch the rest of Devin Booker's career here, dude. Am I, am I, maybe I'm wrong, but he's going into year eight? Mm-hmm. Year Fuck. eight. Pretty crazy, you know. Okay, I'll, one last thing on book here, and then we'll we'll talk about everyone's favorite topic for the Suns recently. And that's Kevin Durant. But uh, see if I pull up really quickly. I, I I just happened to run the other night uh, a little comparison of of book and Kobe in their first seven years in the NBA. Oh, oh and boy. boys, you want to you want to get you want to get a little jazzed up. Okay, so first seven years, right? Minutes per game, 33.9 for Kobe, 33.7 for Book, okay? And I only say that part because pretty comparable game per game-wise, right? Book, 23.5 points, Kobe, 21.5 points. Book, 4.7 assists, Kobe, 4.2 assists. Kobe, more rebounds, five to Book's 3.9. Free throw percentage, book 87, Kobe 83.1. Effective field goal percentage, book 51.3, Kobe 48.3. Three-point percentage, book 35.7, Kobe 33.2. Should I keep going or is that enough? Just, I think that's look, enough. Well, just I'm just throwing it out there because it's fun, right? And Booker could turn into like the 30-point-per-game score Kobe turned into later in his career easily. Right. Easily, if he needs to. Absolutely. Now, if we get the guy that we're about to talk about, he won't necessarily need to, but no, he could easily be a 30 point per game scorer if 
that truly was the best option for the Suns to win. But I think he cares more about winning and scoring titles. Oh, 100% he does. I mean, I don't think anybody has any doubt that the thing that's at the forefront of Devin Booker's mind is winning, right? Right. Perfect. So let's talk about that guy. Who is that guy? Who are we talking about? Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant. Okay. So should we start with the the whole offer sheet thing? Let's start there. Yes, because that's really all that's, and I'm using air quotes, developed recently because I don't know that it's really a, air quotes again, development. Thank you for but, using the air quotes. Thank you. But it, it's it's really the biggest stuff that's been out there, at least over the past couple of days, is rumblings, quote unquote, to that DA may actually get an offer sheet from the Pacers uh, and possibly even the Raptors. And I don't know who else has possibly said this out there, but I know the first time I saw it was Gamba. I don't know who else has perhaps corroborated or also reported, but I, I know, like I said, I saw it first from Gamba. But that could cause some interesting things. But before we get into that, I, I, I want to talk about, okay, let's, let's talk about this offer sheet and what happens if DA gets an offer sheet, signs an offer sheet in the Suns match. And when I say that, I mean in terms of trading, right? Because I don't know about you, Sam, but I hear a lot of different people saying a lot of different things in that regard. I've heard folks say, if you match that offer, if the Suns match any offer, he can't be traded for a year period. I hear people say he can't be traded until December 15th. I want to say what I think it means, and, and this is from me reading the CBA because I'm a fucking lawyer and I can't turn it off, and I was bored one night, and it's actually kind of interesting. I'm not going to lie. It's a lot of cross-references, but anyway. Okay, if a team exercises its right of first refusal, right, matches an offer sheet, that means that it cannot trade that player for one year without that player's consent, Okay. It also means that regardless of consent, that team can also not trade that team, that player to the team who gave him the offer sheet for a year. Okay. We on the same page here. All right. So if he's going to be traded, it can't be to the offer sheet giving team and it must be with his consent. Now with timing, we hear the date December 15th out there a lot, right? December 15th comes from, a provision in the CBA that says if a player signs as a free agent, that player cannot be traded that year until December 15th. That applies to players who sign normal free agent deals. Players who, however, sign deals pursuant to bird rights, which is exactly what we would have to do if we match an offer for DeAndre Ayton, cannot be traded until January 15th. So in a nutshell, if... The Pacers, for example, give DA an offer sheet. He signs it and the Suns go, all right, we're matching. That means the Suns cannot trade DA until January 15th of 2023. And they cannot trade him to the Pacers and to whatever team they want to trade him to. They can't do it without his consent. Okay. Any questions? If you guys want the provisions from the CBA, I'm happy to cite them and send them to you. But now that we got past that, Anybody worried about the idea of DA actually getting an offer sheet? No. At this point, you have to imagine, you know, there, there has to be a little bit of good old boys network among the GMs where one GM isn't going to step in and railroad trade 
with something like that. So you hope that they, you know, kind of all play nice together as far as that goes. Well, that's one. Number two, if DA was really as hot of a commodity as everybody said he was going to be for the last year, you have to imagine he would have had that offer sheet, you know, the exact moment that it was available to give to him. And three, like worst case scenario, let's say a team does offer him or, you know, sign him to an offer sheet. And it'd be smart for the Suns to match. And unfortunately, this KD trade gets the can gets kicked down the road. Does it? But I, I mm, no, it doesn't. Well, oh. You guys know more than me. Do we? Do I? <laughs> <laughs> no, but continue. Finish your thought because I'm interested. That was, I mean, that, that kind of was my thought. It would could go one of those three ways where I don't think they would do it because there's a, you know, everybody has each other's back. You know, they nobody's going to screw somebody over like that. Um, you know, but if they do, you know, he also doesn't seem to have the same value that we all thought he would. And if he does get signed to an offer sheet, like that's not going to stop the Suns' long term pursuit of getting Kevin Durant because all credible reports say this is the only place Kevin Durant wants to play. Um, yeah, no. And uh, the only thing I'll say is everyone. I would like to everybody to remember what last week was like when on Monday Kyrie Irving opted in and everybody was like, well, that was fun. Guess we can't, you know, trade for, you know, Kevin Durant anymore because now everything's kumbaya and they want to go back. No. Oh, um, contraire. Yeah. Mon frere. Um, and I'll, I'll give, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll give, props to flex i mean we've been saying it on our podcast we've never wavered we said hey this does not change a thing and he's been steadfast on that approach if deandre signs an offer sheet and i mean the sun's better match it because you can't just lose the former number one pick for nothing you can't fucking do that there's other ways to make the kevin durant trade right because let's be honest regardless of what Woj or shams or Jake Fisher, Jesus man, I don't know why that guy fucking. Whoo, don't get me started on that guy. Oh my god! Regardless of what anybody says, Kevin Durant wants to be in Phoenix. There's a reason why he went radio silence. Did you guys notice how he said, "Oh, when was it?" Chris Haynes. He's like, he's gone radio silent. He's not picking up any phone calls. He's not returning text messages. And then literally that same day, Avery Johnson, who is whose son is very close within you know the NBA circles said that Kevin Durant and Devin Booker were playing and were, uh, were in the gym in LA together. Yep. Right. So apparently everyone's got, he's got radio silent on everyone except for Devin Booker and the Suns. So what the fuck does that tell people? Like, can we stop Zach Lowe? Can we stop Bill Simmons, Ryan Rosillo, Woj? Bobby Marks? Like, stop, man. He's only going to go to the Suns. And that's it. Period. The end. So seems quite definitive to me. I mean, you know. So anytime people say, "Oh, well, no," it, it it's it sucks for them because I feel like they could have gotten more if DeAndre Ayton hadn't, you know, if he doesn't sign an offer sheet. But at the same time, it's like, okay, he signs an offer sheet, and then what is Brooklyn going to do? run it back no they're not 
they're going to trade him to a team he doesn't want to go to? No, of course not, because Kevin Durant's not going to play for them, period, the end. All right, well, let's step back. You're getting a little ahead of us here because you're talking about what happens if he does sign an offer sheet, even though you'd let with he's not going to sign an offer sheet. But I was interested in what that could hypothetically look like. But I also think it doesn't make any sense to for anybody to to to, for DA to get an offer sheet. Even I mean, look, if the Pacers really want him that badly and they're going to, to to the point where they want to give her give him an offer sheet, well, then. They better pick up that phone and call the Suns because the Suns are absolutely going to match. They can't not match, and there's no reason not to match if he does get an offer sheet. All the Pacers are going to be doing is tying up their own ability to do anything for 48 hours to get nothing. So, I mean, it, it almost, to me, it, 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 it almost seems pointless for the Pacers to give an offer sheet because the Suns are going to match. So what are you doing, right? That's, I mean, it just from a practical perspective, if you really want him, then tr- try to trade for him. And if, and if you're not going to be able to trade for him, I guess you could try to give him the offer sheet and see if the Suns are bluffing in terms of matching it. But I don't see any reason why they would. Doesn't really make sense. Right. It doesn't and, make and, any sense. And not and to mention. Thing, and the, yeah. And the thing too is with, with respect to the trade, DA being involved in a Kevin Durant trade actually makes it more difficult because of the base year compensation thing. Right. So, and I mean that even if it's a three-way, you know, three-way deal where he's not going to the nets. Right. No, exactly. It's only what 15 and a half or around there. Yeah. He's going to count. So, I mean, and, and you're right. Like it doesn't really, you know, count a lot towards salary. Um, but like you said, right. Like why, like he should never get an offer sheet because otherwise you're just an asshole if you're another team and you're just trying to screw or you're just trying to screw yourself over. Not right. Because you get no real benefit document- out of it too. Unless, unless the sun. Right. Yeah. And I mean, can, can you guys see any logical situation where the suns are like, nah, we're not going to match. So what does that do for us? Nothing. I, no, of course they're gonna, of course they're gonna match right. any offer that's out there. To yeah, if you're another team and you come in and you make a sign to an offer sheet at this point, you're just an asshole doing it to throw a wrench in current negotiations because the Suns are gonna match it. There's you, you don't let somebody like that walk. So, and not not to mention. There, there's been it's documented that the Pacers owner doesn't like doing business that way. He's like said it in interviews. He's like, no, I'm not going to screw a team over. My first phone call is always going to be, hey, can we work out a sign and trade? And you know, he's not in it for to just screw a team over that's trying to do other things. And that's actually been uh, documented. So go look that up. I don't and know. And again, where. especially when you have, as at least as I see it, no real benefit if you're the Pacers or whomever if the expectation is that thing is going to get matched. So I don't know. I, I I think it's, it's chatter that gives people like us something to talk about to a degree, but I, I I mean, I don't think it's any more of that now that would be wild. It'd be wild if it, if it, if it were more than chatter and, and he gets one now he gets one. We match. 
like we're saying, that doesn't necessarily mean KD is dead. The KD deal is dead. Nope. Just like last week when all that stuff went down, it didn't mean that the KD deal, the KD possibility was dead either. As and much if, as people try to report, tell you that, by the way. And if the reports are right that the Nets don't are true, that the Nets ha- don't have interest in Aiton, then maybe it makes things a little bit easier even. Who knows? I mean, I, I, I feel like the Nets have to be sitting there. They can't possibly be sitting there thinking that, okay, well, we're in a fine position because we're going to get, you know, this stupid, ridiculous haul for KD because he's KD. And I'm not saying that they shouldn't, but they just don't have any leverage as far as I see it. And, and, and maybe they think they do, but their best leverage is what? They're going to not trade him and keep an unhappy guy who's what, what, what happens then, right? Gives them no benefit. Yeah. So or, I, I almost, I almost or, feel like if something happens with DA before anything happens with KD, if I'm the Nets, I don't like that. It's just me. No, because you have, yeah, you don't have any best. Go ahead. Say then the best, then the best package they get left from the Suns is all those firsts plus a Cam McHale, Jay Dario combo. Why are you giving them that much? (laughs) Yeah, but they can take Shaman. We'll keep. We'll keep Dario. Dario. So I think what we're. I think what we're saying is DA is going to stay here and we're going to have DA, KD, Chris Paul, and Devin Booker in our starting lineup <laughs> next year. Am I hearing you guys correctly? No. I wish. That's, that's what I'll <laughs> say to that. So what, you imagine okay. if we kept DA and Mikel. <laughs> I don't think that's actually financially and got possible, but <laughs> oh, it it is financially possible. I think I think it is oh, interesting. But I mean, I'll take your word for it. You I get a certain you get to a certain point where the 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 return on the return just becomes too negligible. Okay, that's a bad word to use. Negligible, too disparate. There's too much of a disparity, right? Or then, okay, mm. no matter how much pressure there might be, just from a Perspective of sanity, the Nets like can't do something. But I, I look, I I don't think it's going to get the point. I think I think this is a waiting out period right now because the Nets want more and the Suns don't want to give more. It's a matter of who's going to blink first. That's that's my simple explanation for what's going on right now, based on nothing. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess maybe my real based life experience on... doing some negotiations maybe plays into it. Hmm. You were saying, Sam? Yeah, based on, I was going to say, based on logic and based on that's really what make, is, is the only thing holding this up right now is the two teams negotiating. Nets pushing, 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 and Suns have the power in this position because the superstar wants to come here, and so they don't have to give up more than they feel they should give up given the position that they're in. It's weird to be a fan of the team who seems to be in the power position, but like, hell yeah, this is what you have. This is what you get when you have a young superstar that other superstars want to play with. It's a fun place to be. Yeah. And, you know, we got Scottsdale and stuff, so they love that too. The players. Um, eh, Sometimes. Sometimes it, you know, doesn't quite work out. 
we'll talk later about that though. Haven't been that old time. Wow. No, man. Um, like you said, if, if he wants to be here, then yeah, they're going to, they don't have that leverage. And especially if he says, I only want to be there. The thing with Bobby Marks is um, no, Sean Marks, sorry. Uh, Sean Marks is look, man, like he's probably going to lose his job anyway. I mean, he just lost James Harden, Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving probably in a span of 12 months. So he's probably gone anyway. And like that whole fucking thing's been a disaster. And the owner might be like, you know what? We need somebody new, but he might just finally realize the position he's in and just say, you know what, man, maybe I should just do the right thing for my next job because maybe an NBA team will be like, Oh, Hey, good guy. Acquiesces to the players. Probably not, but you know, Let's just put the spin on that. I mean, he's not going to do himself any favors if he just strands Durant in Brooklyn unhappy and maybe not playing. Who knows, right? I mean, great point. Move him and get some return. And he's not going to get nothing. I mean, it's freaking Kevin Durant. You're still going to get something within reason because at the end of the day, even just money wise, it has to be that way. Cause you can't just send off a bunch of small contracts and like eight guys out to get him. Right. There, there has to be some, <laughs> be some awesome, yeah. Right. just like, here's, we just, we just signed a bunch of, you know, minimum cut now, whatever. Uh, but yeah, no, it, it, you're, you're going to get a return. And, and if you want to try to save your job or set yourself up for something in the future, you better take a shot at getting some young talent that might maybe do something out there because look, Brooklyn, Still, still has Ben Ben Simmons. That's all he you know. decides to play. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, theoretically, yes. One week from one week from today, will Kevin Durant be a member of the Phoenix Suns? Yes or no, Sammy? First. No. Dan, you second. Hmm. I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say yes also. Because this is the podcast of optimism. So how could I say no? That would just be wrong, wouldn't it? I mean, it'd be a little off, but be well within your right to do that. So I don't think Justin has it in him. I don't think I do either. Oh, I don't think I do. That, oh my, that was quite the challenge there. <laughs> I just agreed with him, so it was really. <laughs> um, how about what the Suns have done so far? We keep talking about what the Suns hopefully will do or what might come to fruition. But what about the guys that we've picked up? We haven't even talked about them. I don't know. Were they those weren't announced last week, right? When we recorded. No. 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 They just got we, announced. Um, should I ask you guys if you have any John, thoughts on these guys before I? <laughs> I don't. Honestly, dude, Jock Landell, though, I'm happy you went right there. (laughs) No, you got nothing on him. Who? Jock, who? Come on, you were just saying the Australian guy, yeah. Yeah. No, I was gonna say Josh Kogi. Oh, I thought you were saying Jock. (laughs) We can start there. (laughs) Wow, no, I'm just no, I mean, dude, I have no thoughts. I mean, once they started making those moves last week, 
I was like, they're positioning themselves for a Kevin Durant trade. Like you could just kind of see the writing on the wall. So I really have no thoughts. Uh, we lost JaVale McGee. All right, dude. Appreciate the year you were here. You're awesome. Good luck to you. That's all. Like I'm not, I have no reservations about, you know, uh, JaVale. Um, and then, you know, other than that, I don't think we really lost anyone, right? Besides Eve Lumberg left and uh, they signed. That's it, Damian right? Lee. Than, uh, oh, they signed Damian Lee. Oh. Because Must... Aaron Holiday is gone. I don't know if he signed anywhere else, but he's yeah, he signed gone. with Atlanta. Okay. Yeah. So Damian Lee replaces Aaron Holiday. I'm sure Alfred Payton will be gone. Two guys who had no business playing in high leverage games in the playoffs anyways. Um, and then, yeah, Kogi is a, a wing defender, which you can never have enough wing defenders in the modern NBA. And if he can shoot a decent percentage from outside, like maybe he'll, you know, get some real minutes, a three and D guy. But to Dan's point, it's, it's about setting the team up to be in a good position when a Kevin Durant trade eventually happens. And, from everything that I've read, it seems like that's exactly what we did over the last week. So do you guys, do you guys think that Josh Akogi was brought in to effectively replace Mikhail Bridges? Well, you can't replace Mikhail Bridges with a veteran. I mean, guy. Phil, but the role that he plays on the team, obviously he's not going to be a one-to-one Phil for Mikhail, but to fill that position. And I asked that because Dan, you say the writing on the wall, it seems like they're setting up for that. And I've, I've heard others kind of say that with, with him being a wing defender and Sammy bringing up, if he can shoot a decent clip from the outside, seems like that's saying he's a replacement, terrible word, but accurate for me. Replacement level player. Um, I, I I have a different theory about that. If you guys noticed last season, who was at the end of the bench? Aaron Holiday, um, Alfred Payton, Ife Lundberg, smaller guards, two guard players that weren't really making much of an impact. Um, I think in place of those, they're just going to stack up on a bunch of like defensive wings. Because at the end of the day, Anybody can come in and give you 10 good minutes of solid energy and on defense. So, but that's just what I think at 1030 at night on a Thursday night. Sam. So I could be wrong. No, that makes sense. If you're going to have guys coming off the bench as your, you know, 11th, 12th man, a little extra size, a little extra defense, like, you can always use more of that in the NBA. And, you know, if one of them, as I said, you know, gets a little hot from shooting, like then, Hey, that's a guy that can get, you know, occasionally 10, 12 minutes a night. Um, but I don't think any of these guys are going to be major rotation guys. They're breaking case of emergency or guys that are, you know, stepping in will only have to play meaningful minutes if there's an injury at some point in the season. So. And, and just to, address the concept of whether a Kogi can shoot it from the outside in a decent clip in his four seasons, 27.9% from three 
So not too encouraging there. And, and I bring that up because mm. I, 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 for the record, and I think this is exactly what the Suns are thinking. It's what you guys are saying. The, Josh Akogi, Jock Landale, Damian Lee. These aren't, these, these aren't dudes who are going to be significant players meaning they're not going to be expected to, okay, we're not sliding these dudes in the starting lineup on a regular basis, right? These are guys break in case of break glass in case of emergency. Somebody goes down. If we need some rest, whatever the case might be. And may, hey, you know what? Maybe they flash more and, and end up being huge parts and that's fantastic. But I don't think, and, and, and to the extent that there's any perception out there of this, and I think there is, I don't think James Jones is sitting there going, all right, I signed these guys. So now I've, I've, rep- I, I, I can, I don't need Mikhail anymore because I got Josh Akogi and Damian Lee who can combine their powers combined can match. No, dude. He's bringing guys in that are going to fill roles that the team is going to need filled because at the end of the day, no matter what goes down with Kevin Durant, you still have a roster you need to fill out, right? That's what's happening. And it's, who else? Like, what else is out there right now, even free agent wise? Colin Sexton. Uh, Colin, I see Colin Sexton all the time. I'm like, dude, he's restricted. They're just gonna match. Stop. Um, other than that, I mean, not much. Really, other unless than- you guys like Carmelo Anthony. <laughs> Oh, I saw a poll on Twitter. I forget who put it up there today. It said, "How would you feel if the Suns signed Carmelo Anthony?" And most of the answers, it was like somewhat excited. I put the very unexcited. Like, the fuck do we need Carmelo Anthony on this team for? That's not the kind of team that we built where we need a big name to come in. And nah, we don't need him. No, I agree. <laughs> not that big name. Not, 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 you know. Well, you know, not, not a big name that can be our 12th man. What about you, Justin? What do you think? About what? <laughs> <laughs> about any other free agents oh. that are out there? Yes. I have no clue, man. I'm so consumed with KD. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. First of all, I shouldn't say I'm consumed with KD. I get as many tidbits about KD throughout the day as I can in bits and spurts. Uh, so I don't know what's going on with the rest of me. I know, I know Thomas Bryant got, uh, is, is getting signed by the Lakers and everyone lost their minds about that. Um, and I guess maybe if we're, we're talking about walking into a season with Bismack Biombo and Jock Landell as our, our centers of DA is not here, that's probably not, not ideal. But if you're telling me that, you know, Bismack standing there next to KD and Devin Booker and 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 Chris Paul and whomever the Suns manage to keep that they'll slide into that last spot there in the starting line. I think I'll live with it. Yeah. Fucking it. Sam is nodding in approval. You forgot you Dario. Forgot I keep Dario. forgetting about Dario, and I said that last week on this ep- on this on this on this pod that people keep forgetting that Dario is coming back. Shame on me. You're right, dude. Dario. But it's 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 because he's an expiring contract, and he's probably going to be in a deal. If we're going to, but we keep Mikel. Like I don't think I think they have to send Dario. Dario's uh, expiring money. 
Or Jedi. Depending on, yeah. Yeah, I think, mm-hmm. I, well, I mean, again, unless they take like 87 little, you know, you know. Uh, but no, I think you're probably right about that. Uh, dude, if, if if James Jones gets Kevin Durant without giving up Mikhail Bridges, can 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 we just give him executive of the year the again right now? right now? Right? Like give him a hand job instead. I, I feel like I mean, the, the award I suggested would Booker be easier. Earlier today. <laughs> What? I said that what? after the rant that you went on 30 minutes ago about Booker. Don't talk to us about verbal hand jobs. <laughs> oh, I, I felt like no, I don't think he said I, hold on. on he, he didn't first of all, and I, I, I don't know why I'm allowing this to continue, but he, he didn't say anything about verbal. I'll just say that and we'll move on. Okay. Oh Jesus. I just crossed myself for those of you who might be listening that would care about that. Okay. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Hey, um, I want to be on the news one day. Okay. Actually, so let's, let's go back to book though, because it got announced officially that he's on the cover of 2k. Yeah. Have you yeah. guys seen, have you, have, have you guys seen the cover or at least have you seen what you believe is to be the real cover? Because I know there are some like other weird ones floating around out there. Yeah. It's the one that he, they Instagrammed yeah. and tweeted out today from yeah the official one. Have either of you seen what his rating is going to be? First no. answer, yes I, or no? No, no, no from no, Sam. No from no. Daniel. Okay, guess who wants to go first? He's on the cover. Ninety-five. Daniel six. Oh, ye's of 96. little faith. Ninety-seven. Bro, that's Ooh. legit. Like, that's good. I don't know if Wait, you ever played where did 2K. you see that though. I don't know. It was on Twitter somewhere. It's probably fake. Now I think about it, actually. Yeah. Uh, yeah Although now I want to look it up. I saw one earlier. That was really. I don't think they released it yet, buddy. No, but I wouldn't be surprised if they did, along with announcing that he is going to be the uh, cover. And I'm I only mean, saying that, that because yeah. now I'm, well, for obvious reasons. But no, I'm gonna look it up and see where I, I saw that because now <laughs> I threw that no, out there I've so seen, like so voraciously. That. I'm I'm sitting here. I'm like, well, maybe I should have looked and seen where I actually saw that. Thank you, Daniel. Someone has to keep because I saw. Line. Well, no, well, I saw that too, and then like they had a tweet later on that said that like Michael Jordan's like the first athlete to have like a 100 rating on 2K, oh. and then like it was like a little snarky like LeBron James one, like like a joke, and I was like, oh, this must be a fake account. Oh, hold on. I think, oh, let's see what's this. Okay, I won't look this up right now. All right, so Devin Booker, dude, Devin Booker, cover two. How about people that are, I've seen it on Twitter, people, people like upset about that. Like, dude, Zion's been on the cover of it. Shut up. Okay, let's, let's, don't get mad about Devin Booker, a legit superstar who's played more than 80 games in his career, uh, being on the cover of 2K. Am I right? Fuck yeah, dude. Thank you. Imagine being upset about who's on the cover of a video game. <laughs> that is a wild thing. To See, be I would about. agree. But it's Twitter. I would agree with that. But also, like, if Devin Booker wasn't on the cover this year, I would be upset. So does that count? <laughs> no, because that would be justified just... anger. There you go. I like everybody that. else. Uh, everybody yeah. else is wrong, dude. 
it's hilarious. Uh, Chris Vernon from The Ringer, and he's like a Memphis guy. He does like their post games. Was like, oh, like, is he is he balling or is he uh, doing the the, the next uh, Fortnite dance? And I'm like, dude, can you be a bigger hater? Jesus Christ! Like that fucking guy. Sorry, that just made me mad. I had to bring it up. So what I'm saying, so I I, I, space. I found I, I found where I where it came from. It's at least one of them, sportsmanner.com. It's based on leaks and suggestions based on those leaks. At least what I'm seeing here. I don't know. Maybe it's out there official somewhere, but I'm going down a rabbit hole all my by, by myself over here. Are we still talking about this? What are you guys doing over there? Okay. Why is everybody quiet? Scrolling ESPN.com. <laughs> I'm scrolling ESPN.com. I mean, I thought you were listening to my rant and you weren't. Now I'm upset. Well, no, I was saying that you could be upset about if he wasn't on it because it would be completely justified. So that's okay. That's okay. I approve. You're right. You're right. Okay. Good. Anything else? Anything else, boys? No. Nobody? Nothing? No. Perfect. It's the off season. Ready for conclusion. We're not in Vegas for summer league. We talk about that. Oh, dude. Just it's like, let's get the fuck off this call. No, yeah, dude. Hey, you know what though? I, I I'm glad you brought that up because God dang. Had it not had it not been for Vegas Summer League, I never would have met you or Paul or Sam for that matter. Espo, you know, Dave King, all those guys that we met that first Tim Tompkins. Tim Tompkins. You know, he, he likes Tim Tompkins loves Vegas. Um you know, just so I have a certain appreciation for uh, Sun Summer League because, you know, I met a lot of my close friends there. So, but no, now absolutely. I'm like, fucking A, dude. I'm so glad we don't have to go, even though right. I love Vegas. No, we, we should have gone. Why don't we go? No. Because, because. No. I mean, honestly, I don't even know who's on the Sun Summer League team. I know, I know, Ish Wainwright is right, Ish. but I, That's I've seen the, the roster. Just none, none of them registered or stuck with me because does it matter? It doesn't. Enjoy Vegas. That's all I'll say about it. Right, but if anybody that's listening is going to Summer League, it is a blast. And you get to see some awesome talent, dude. I was there. I I, I saw Zion's first game. So Zion's first game. He was yeah. a big boy I was then. On the road. He's even bigger now. Was that I was the, on the road? That was the earthquake whole, year, right? The earthquake. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. The earthquake sure year. Was. And then, and then, like later that night, they announced the uh, Paul George and Kawhi Leonard like movement as well. Dude, I remember when the earthquake happened. So Paul and I were at. I can't remember if we were at the Tom- no, we were at Thomas and Max Center, but we were out on the concourse because we were like going to get food or something. I don't know. And all of a sudden, like, because I didn't, I didn't feel it. Paul didn't feel it. People start like rushing out, and I'm like, "What the fuck is going on?" Paul's like, "Maybe it's a timeout." And I'm like, "Bro, like, timeout! Let's all panically run away!" Like, no, something's going on here. So, fucking Paul. And then we went over, I think we went over oh, to the other, man. the other center, the one next door after that. Cause that's where the Suns were. They were saying the Suns might end up playing regardless because they were going to keep playing in that one. 
but then they were like, well, since there's an earthquake and there's a scoreboard still hanging above the above the court, maybe we shouldn't. Wise move. They said they checked it and everything was okay. I mean, I don't know what that means, but fond memories, fond memories. Sam, I can't believe you never made a summer league trip with us. No, I don't have to because we don't need to care about it for a very I long think time. We, I think we lost Justin. Oh, he's there back. There he is. He's back. Yeah, I was just talking and talking and talking. I thought you guys froze. I don't know what's going on. But anyway, since since apparently I'm like this is I feel like that maybe I'm actually just faking cutting out like, you know, like Wayne's World when he talks to the microphone at the drive-in. No, nobody. Never seen it. All right. What? You haven't seen Wayne's World? No. Does it shock you? Yeah, that kind of does because that's like. Does it? Have you seen Tommy Boy? Dude, seriously? Come on now. Of course, I've seen Tommy Boy. So why, like, why, why would I not be shocked if you haven't seen Wayne's World? Same decade, same genre, SNL, SNL guys. It's all I'm I'm all Lauren Michaels, if I'm not mistaken. I mean, it's all within the same category. But however, here's the difference why you should know, because the other day we were in a group chat with Paul talking about a certain scene from Tommy Boy. What does that have to do with Wayne? I can shit in a box and Mark guaranteed. Because you said because I said no, like because he's like, have you seen Tommy Boy? I'm like, no, of course I've seen Tommy Boy because you would know because of that interaction that I've seen Tommy Boy. So you want to know, Daniel, one of the first lessons I learned in law school what? Never ask a question you don't already know the answer to. Okay. Never what? Never ask a question you don't already know the answer to. Okay, so why? Uh, I knew okay. what you were going to say. I asked you that because I'm proving my point. Because I knew you've seen that movie, so I don't understand why you haven't seen this movie. That's my point. See what I'm saying? That's why you asked. Okay. It. I asked you that question. Yeah, I knew but, you were going to say yes. Uh, That's my point. But also, Where like, are we right now? What is happening? I can't believe you haven't seen Wayne's World. That's just like, Sam, you, uh, like, you got, how, a whole, how old are you, Dan? 33? It's, dude. Thir- 33, yeah. Sam, how old are you? 35. That's what I thought. I was actually going to say that, but I, wanna, I don't want to, I don't want to undershoot you. It's crazy that he hasn't seen Wayne's World, right? <laughs> yeah, but I'm not shocked that he hasn't seen Wayne's World. I hear, I hear the way he talks about movies. There's some things he's passionate about, some things that he just doesn't want to fucking see. Thank you. Fuck. Fucking Paul over here. Fuck, dude. You don't like good shit, huh? Like, no, I do, dude. I just don't like the shit you like. Sorry. See, but I'm not, I'm not asking, I'm not telling you you should like anything. I'm just saying I'm surprised you haven't even seen it. Period. I mean, that movie came out what, 94, 95? Yeah. There's a chance I saw it when I was like 10, but I just don't oh, remember. Okay, well, I'll take that. That's fine. Now I feel better. It's not like I've like <sighs> it's not like I've actively it's not like That's I've what I'm saying. Like, I feel no, like if, never if you're that. if you're 33 years old and you have not seen Wayne's World at all, like you're actively avoiding it, which just seems a bit much, particularly if you put yourself back at that young age. Let's stop because we haven't even talked about the Suns in like I don't know, like 30 minutes, whatever. It's been like four, probably. Time flies when you're having fun. Right? All right, boys. Any final thoughts? No. Perfect. 
Katie yep. to the Suns, man. Happy one week anniversary from when he asked out. Happy one week anniversary indeed. You can follow me on Twitter. I'm at so says J. Sam. At Sam Good. Dan. And the pod is at, at Fan the Flames well. NBA. And we appreciate y'all listening. Good Lord, we do. Depending on when you're listening. <laughs> Have yourself a good, good morning. <laughs> good afternoon. Or good evening.